Hey everyone, welcome to, welcome to the Resilience Pod podcast, the podcast helping you become resilient in our world full of disruptions. You're here with me, your host, Rina Singh. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am truly, truly grateful. Today we are talking about practical business continuity management, BCM, with my next guest who has a whole wealth of experiences in business continuity and risk management. He has trained over hundreds of organizations and clients and comes with a very impressive list of pastimes, such as being a beekeeper, a guitarist, a juggler, a skier, and is also a sportsman. So when my next guest isn't too busy dealing and indulging in his pastimes, he's also written several books, writes a really funny blog about our industry, and also runs a successful business. Wow. So guys, I am excited to welcome my next guest who's going to talk a little bit more about practical business continuity management. Please join me in welcoming Andy Osborne. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Hi, Rena. Yeah, thanks for that intro. That was great. <laughs> no worries. I was um, really curious about your pastimes and how you have so much time to do all those things and write books, write blogs, and be a be a consultant and run a successful business. I, I don't ask me. I've no idea. <laughs> you, you kind of fit it in somehow, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so you know at least at least there's a varied interest there but obviously we're not here to talk about all your pastimes because I feel like that's another blog post but we're here to talk about practical business continuity and before we kind of get a bit into that one of the things that is really interesting is theory on business continuity versus practice and they're two very different things and a lot of challenges we as practitioners have what's your view on this well they are different things aren't they i mean um you don't learn to ride a bike by reading a book do you you have to get <laughs> and do it sometimes and, and and try it for real and going back to the pastimes thing um let me give you an analogy with with the beekeeping so uh, some years ago I, I decided to try my hand at beekeeping as you do um and so i read a few books and I went on a course and I learned quite a lot about bees and beekeeping. Um, but it's not until you actually get your hands in the hive amongst all those little furry creatures, stripy creatures, not furry creatures, that you realise that the theory is all very well, but this is all very different, isn't it? This real life stuff is different. And when you've been stung a few times, literally, not just metaphorically, but stung a few times, it kind of teaches you how to modify your technique and learn how to do it properly, I suppose, or effectively, I should say. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's a key distinction, especially if you're new in the industry um, and you're thinking, oh, I've read the text, I've read hundreds of textbooks, I'm going to go in my organisation and do it. It's not really black and white, is it? <laughs> no, and the theory is great, isn't it? I'm not knocking the theory at all, but um, reading a few books, going on a few courses about business continuity or crisis management or, or whatever, doesn't necessarily make you a, an expert business continuity practitioner or, or crisis manager. Um, and as I say, it's when you when you actually get in and do it for real that um, that the reality starts to hit home and, and the theory is fine and you have to fall back on that sometimes. But you also have to fall back on on experience and knowledge and 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 techniques and all sorts of other things. It's putting it into practice that's so, so important. 
And a key tip for for anyone, really, and I think a lot of us as practitioners miss that part. We're we're so hung up on, yes, I've got to get these qualifications, these theories, but actually never had the opportunity to put that in practice. So it's quite nice to hear that your thoughts on that. And it brings me to my next question um, is... Well, we're here to talk about practical business continuity. And you wrote this book. It's really shiny and blue. It's called <laughs> uh, Practical Business Continuity Management 2. So obviously, I mentioned to you guys who are watching or listening to us that uh, Andy has written several books. So this is number two. And it says 101 more effective real world BCM tips and examples. Now, you've got hundreds in there. And I've read read them and it's I love it which one out of which three for example out of these hundreds that you have written is your favorite and why well that's that's a really tough question and when you asked me that because we did a bit of homework didn't we yeah. um and and it, it made me read my book again to, <laughs> <laughs> to think which I like the best and I suppose um the ones that I like the best are the ones that are a little bit tongue-in-cheek but have a serious message so the three that I've picked are um, one called business continuity mismanagement. Okay. Um, what page is that? What page uh, is that well, luckily, I've marked the pages because I knew you were going to ask me this. Business continuity <laughs> mismanagement is on page thirty-four. Okay, page. And that's 34. all about yeah, page thirty-four, and that's all about the fact that if you look online and you, and you read uh, books and, and, and various other publications, you'll see there are lots and lots of lists of things on how to do things, seven ways to do this, three ways to do that, five ways to be an expert in, in some yeah. And so I kind of turned it on its head a little bit and, and, and wrote seven ways to make sure your business continuity program is a spectacular failure. And it's things like um, leaping straight into plan writing without doing any of the background work, without doing any analysis, without having a strategy, without without um, thinking about uh, education and awareness and training and exercising and testing and things like doing it in isolation. So assigning the role to one person within the organization who does it on their own, never talks to anybody else because that's the person that does business continuity for them, isn't it? Well, it isn't actually. Um, and and not, not telling people about it, not training or exercising. And it all sounds a bit silly, really, doesn't it, when you, when you first read it? But these are all things that have been done by real people in real organizations in their business continuity programs. So that's that's what that one's about, really, just kind of turning that how to do it on its head and saying how not to do it very well. Yeah, and that's a really good one, um, business continuity mismanagement, because we can all relate to this checklist when you're reading through it, especially if you're a bit more seasoned in business continuity and you're like, yep, I've seen seen these things happen before. And that's what I like about your book, actually, when I was reading it, and, um, because you've said all the things that I've been through <laughs> and I just thought why has it taken me so long to realize this when I could have just read this book so it's really great that you've you know you've written it and I think it's really important for the newbies to to kind of really consider this so so yeah uh if Andy's first favorite tip is on page 34 business continuity mismanagement and lists all the list seven key failures which I think is quite cool what about your second favorite out of the hundreds that you've written the second um was based on uh, a little phrase that, that a colleague years ago used to use um and it's all about um, something that looks convincing but actually isn't what it seems to be 
And the phrase he used to use was, it doesn't matter how much perfume you put on a pig, at the end of the day, it's still a pig. So <laughs> it's, called, it's called perfuming the pig. And it's about um, business continuity plans with no substance to them, no capability behind them. Um, and people that know me in a, in a professional context, uh, people who have seen me present, heard me speak, read the stuff that I write, will know that I'm always banging on about capability versus plans. And that's mm -hmm. what this is about, really. So it's all very well having a plan. And I've seen lots and lots of plans uh, that don't have much substance behind them when you start kind of lifting the stones, because you also need a, a, a sound um, strategy and solutions that underpin that plan. And people need to know about it. And so it's the education and the awareness and the exercise and the testing and proving that the plans actually work that are equally important. So that's what that one's about. You can ask me the page number, aren't you? I am, yes. And, and why you say that, that's quite interesting because sometimes more often than not it just feels it's, it's done like a checklist checkbox exercise isn't it so and a lot of people are just taking plans they found on the internet and filling in the gaps so that's a really interesting one of what not to do so yeah what page number is that one uh, that's page 63 perfuming the pig I mean, where do you even come up with these titles? It's brilliant. <laughs> okay, Paige. Okay, that's really good. Now your third one, what's your uh, the third favourite? Uh, the third one is called Idiot Proof. Um, and this is based on uh, uh, um, the fact that apparently Napoleon had on his staff um, a low-ranking um, soldier of fairly low intelligence and he used to get this, this soldier to, to read through his battle plans before he presented them to his generals, because his theory was that if the idiot could understand them, then his generals ought to be able to. And if the idiot didn't understand them, he would revise them and rewrite them until the idiot could understand them. And therefore, there was a chance that his, uh, his, his, his generals could do so. So it's called Idiot Proof. It's all about keeping plans simple and understandable and making sure that they're easy to use because we shouldn't forget that the purpose of these plans is not to sit on a shelf it's to help us when we're in a particularly potentially difficult um, and stressful situation so again over the years i've seen lots and lots of plans that are 400 pages long and full of huge verbose tracts of text that that um, are going to be really really difficult to use at, at, at the, in, in a difficult circumstance uh, and that's on page, <laughs> that's Testing on page. page him here. page 82 Okay, that's quite cool. So there's oh, the other reason I like, sorry, the other reason yeah. I like that one is because when I wrote the book, um, uh, several people very kindly volunteered to, to proof it for me, proofread it for me, and comment on it, and and we had a kind of iterative process. And one of those people, a chap called Rob Osborne, who's not related, and in fact he spells his name wrong, um, claimed <laughs> <laughs> claimed that he was my idiot and started calling me Napoleon for a while. So that was uh, another reason that one stuck in my mind. Yeah, hilarious. I, I love how you have these like backstories to to all these tips that you've written. So so really interesting. One of the things I like about this book is that you put you've kind of separated them into really key chapters. So they focus on specific things rather than just a whole list of a hundred hundred tips so there's like things on incident management and business continuity there's people issues so if the reader is going for a specific issue they could just look at the chapter heading and pick and choose is the purpose of your book to read it in order would you recommend it or can you just dip in and out of things oh no no definitely not in order no i wouldn't sit down and read it from cover to cover at all it's it's a dip in and out book really it's um and that was the intention really i didn't want to write it around a random methodology or a process 
I wanted to structure it in terms of things that affect people in, in their business continuity world. So things that are important to them. And, and, and as you say, so things like incident management and crisis communication and people issues. <clears throat> um, and so, yes, it's definitely a dip in and out. So if, if you're appointing your business continuity program, for instance, where you're thinking about crisis communication, then, then you know, go to that chapter, have a look, see if any of those tips apply to your situation, whether you can modify them to, to, to apply a bit better and, and use them. Yeah, quite right. This book is based on years and years of your knowledge. And I guess that these tips are kind of like what not to do um, as well. Like what inspired you to come up with another book? Because you've already got one that says 100, <laughs> 100 tips because it's number two. And I like all the jigsaws. Yeah, so why why a second book with more tips when one is enough? Well, the way it all started was some years ago, actually. I, I, I have been writing for many years now, a tip of the month for my clients and other interested parties. And if anybody wants to subscribe to that, they can do so on my website. I'll tell you about that later. Um, and so when I wrote the first book, I, I always knew I'd had a book in me somewhere and wanted to, 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 to write something and never really knew what to do. And it suddenly yeah. struck me that I could put some of these tips together uh, and, and do it that way and that's that's how that came about and it was 13 years between books <laughs> yeah really. um, and I'd always meant to write a second one with some more tips in it and never really got around to it um, and really it was only the Covid situation and, and, and lockdown and, and 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 business dropping off a bit for a while that gave me that time and space to actually put them together and write some more tips and and, and do that so it's very much wanted to be as the title says a practical um, book that people could dip in dip dip out of um, and it's just it's mainly things that have we've tried clients have tried I've read about um, other people have done in real life uh, and put them into practice so most the vast majority of these tips are based on things that have actually been done rather than theory um, and, and that's what it's about really is that practical element yeah, and I love that because it's not just, oh, here's some examples of what could go wrong. These are things that have actually gone wrong and things we can learn from. And I, I mean, I love the fact that I've got a copy. And guys, if you if you read or listen or watch any of my podcasts, you know that I love books and especially ones where they sign it. So ecstatic about that. But this, I kind of wish I had this book when I started off <laughs> six years ago. It would have saved me so much pain because I, re I remember like reading the, like, the first couple of chapters and thinking, oh, I've been through every single one of these issues. Um, and I guess there's no better way than learning Learning, but would you say that if you're new in the industry that you should pick this up first and will it make a difference going forward um i wish i'd had it as well when i started out to be honest i mean <laughs> joking apart it's, you know yeah. it's based on on 20 odd years of of, of yeah. experience so um it's i'm trying to kind of impart some of that to not necessarily just new people but other people that might have been um, doing business continuity for a while and 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 want some little hints and tips on things um let's not forget there is a place for the for the theory and the, and the methodology stuff so i think that's still important that people understand that side of things Got it, yeah but um yeah definitely i think if you're new to business continuity um and you want to that's kind of almost shortcut the, the process a little bit and find out what what works or some of the things that might work for you then um yeah go for it 
Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Andy. I think it's really valuable. And I've certainly enjoyed looking at this book and do find value in it. And it's nice to come and speak to you as the author of it to, you know, first pick your brains on, uh, like, how it's come about theory versus practice your favorites because it's always in- interesting to know like out of the hundreds which one you you like the best um that was a if... really difficult one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can imagine because you have to go back and back and and look at it and i guess it could change depending on what situation you're going through if our listeners or viewers want to purchase this book where can they do so uh, okay yeah it's available on amazon so just search on Practical Business Continuity Management um, and you'll find it. It's available as paperback and Kindle versions on Amazon. It's also available on uh, on our website, um, www.acumen-bcp.co.uk, uh, where you can find my blogs and tips and various other things as well. And what I've done, if you do it through our website, and this is really only for UK listeners, uh, unfortunately, because I can't do this on Amazon, and for people outside of the UK the postage makes it a bit prohibitive really but there's a 10% discount for resilience pod listeners so oh, you do awesome. it through our website um, acumen-bcp.co.uk and when you get to the shop um, and and check out if you enter the coupon code um, I've forgotten what it is now respod r-e-s-p-o-d in the, in the coupon code box you'll get 10% off Awesome. So listeners, if you're watching or or listen to this, if you want to grab a copy of Andy's new book, highly recommend then for my UK people, there's a discount code. I'll link it all down below in the comments. And please do take advantage of it because I think it's definitely one book you need to have on your your shelf, but not just to rot away <laughs> as business continuity plans do, but actually to look at this um, and, and take some advice from it and it's funny because Andy's really funny so um you will have a bit of a giggle as well so Andy thank you for that um I, f- I feel that this book is really going to benefit a lot of people and I, I genuinely say that I'm not just saying that because we're, we're we're talking about the book specifically but it's re- it holds a lot of value um in it and you've considered it a lot so I can't say any more than thanks for all your hard hours of work in putting together book number two. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, any final words for our listeners? Um, oh gosh, um, no. I mean, if you're interested in 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 reading any of my stuff without having to buy a book, um, it's on the website. Um, my blog is um, it's a little bit more tongue in cheek. It kind of takes um, stuff that's happened in my business or private life and and and, and makes some kind of tenuous link to business continuity. So those are a bit more tongue-in-cheek and light-hearted but the blogs are there the tips are there if you want to uh, to take advantage of those um and um yeah i hope you get something out of uh, out of those tips and um, whether or not you buy the book perfect well thank you there's a whole bunch of resources there so thank you andy for coming on the resilience pod and sharing a little bit about your book and offering the listeners a little bit of a discount um it's really great to see you um so thank you for that and guys thank you for tuning into this episode today if you liked it then please share and comment and let me know if you buy the book or if you have it and what you think about it and you what your favorite 
tip is because we would really like to know so guys that's me yeah um and then we could compare notes and see if if there's you know if there's a favorite or a popular one amongst our community if you guys liked this and you want first dibs on all new content then please subscribe to the resiliencepod.com site until next time this is me your host rena singh keep on investing in your resilience